Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come in one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 89, season 5, episode 9, entitled Chain Reaction of Mental Anguish, originally airing December 2nd, 2010. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Tracy's son, who happens to be older than he is, is in town to find more investors for his latest business venture. Meanwhile, after Liz has a conversation with Jenna about how she and Paul are about to take their relationship to the next level, Liz wonders if she's getting too comfortable with Carol. Liz decides to seek therapy and finds her way to Kenneth, setting off a chain reaction of daddy as she is all the way up the top of 30 Rock. Finally, Jenna and Paul are both ready to take their relationship to the next level, but they have different ideas of what the next level is. Yeah, that's much better. Uh, speaking of much better, uh, this I think is a better episode than last week's. I don't know if you have the same ideas, but uh, I think there was more laughs in here, and it one it it, it continues the plot that uh, it continues the Liz and Carol plot. It continues the uh, Paul and Jenna plot, which just has kind of been mentioned here and there, but hasn't really had too much. It doesn't do too much with Liz's uh, relationship, other than we just know that they're still dating and she's starting to get over some other issues and things like that. Um, And I think it's another one of those moments where it has like heart to it, like in the end of like Jack realizing that being selfish isn't the best for your kids sometimes you have to just let them make the mistakes but you have to be the one that reinforces them regardless if they're good or bad ideas or whatever uh so there's some there's some good moments in here um i don't know what do you think because well you're you're the most removed out of the two of us from seeing these episodes because yeah well so i i i did like it better than last week's episode for sure I, overall, like, I thought it was all right. Like, I, I think we're, to me, like, the beginning of the season was pretty good, and I think we're, it's been a little bit of a lull the past couple episodes, but, um, I know there was more plot movement, there were better jokes in this episode, well, more, just more jokes in general yeah. in this episode, so, um, and the, the, the running gag of, um, What's Tracy's son's Douglas? Don, Donald. Doug, Donald. Donald. Yeah, the running gag of Donald's names for the business <laughs> he was creating was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, but I mean, like they're good ideas. They're just, you know, not the well, best. Well, I don't know if a theme a theme restaurant in Times Square is. Well, uh, I mean, it is because, like Jack says, like they are, you know, well, highly right? How this way? A new theme restaurant that's not driven one. by a major corporation or some sort right. of already viral uh, right. thing that but could. Like, his idea at the end there of like a an air quality uh hotline i guess that people would just call to check in and see how their air quality is that's a good idea especially if the internet in doesn't time. exist and well, you can't go to the weather.com and it tells exactly. you right when you, t- you don't have access to those out- outlets but you know they're good ideas they're just like they're ideas that need to be thought about you know what i mean like like a theme restaurant in new york okay yeah no that's a good idea there's tons of them but what's it about? Where is it going to be? What's the what's the appeal? What's the idea? All like, there's a lot that needs to go into it. But because it's Godzilla meets medieval times. I mean, there is a place. It's not so much Godzilla, but there was that the there's a we walked by it multiple times when we were staying in uh, Tokyo. But that big giant. 
Oh, the robot restaurant? The robot restaurant. Like, yeah. that's, it's what this is. It's just medieval times. Well, <laughs> I think the robot restaurant is a little more high tech. I mean, but I'm saying that's what this is. It's dinner and a show kind yes. of thing. So, like, yes. obviously they can exist. Well, obviously. Um, but, uh, but it's like, but I mean, I, I mean, to me, the joke is like a theme restaurant in Times Square is so overdone. Right. It's not. What are you bringing to the right. table? Yeah, you're bringing the bare minimum here, and you're not even getting licensed characters. Exactly. Yet. <laughs> you have to clarify that it's Godzilla with one L for trademark reasons. I don't know. Uh, there's just one. Uh, it's it's fun to see Donald back. I'd never really liked his character, and this is the last time we'll see him. So this is his exit from the show. But, oh no. Um, I don't know. I think he brings out a fun side of Tracy, but also a side of Tracy that we'll get to see where he actually has to be the adult in the situation because usually he's just the one that's the goofball child uh and i mean any any more paul or slash will forte is always fantastic because he just has terrific comedic timing and just a delivery that is so great like when he's walking back into the room or when he's coming home and he's walking into the bedroom and he's like i've just spilled someone's spilled custard all over my penis like that line on paper is already funny but the way he delivers it is just icing it's just perfect it's so much better well pun definitely not intended but uh it's just there's so much so much about his style that's great and i'm going back through clone high currently too and he's the voice of abe lincoln and it's just man he was so ahead of the time uh at that time when clone high was airing and when he first started on snl that people were just they didn't give him the time of day and now it's like He's earned it, man. He's earned everything he's got. So, kudos. what is he doing now? What he does? His last night on Earth. R.I.P. Was Nebraska? Nebraska was a, before that time. I think right? that was before. I'm not yeah. Sure. I don't know. Maybe he's just taking a little bit of a break, or maybe he's doing like more producing and things like that. I'll, I'll have to look into it. I'm not sure exactly. Well, uh, actually, no. He's uh, so Peacock. Is it? Pe- yeah, Peacock's doing oh. the MacGruber. Oh, of course, he's a show on Peacock. That. Um, so that that should be fun. If you haven't seen MacGruber or if you haven't seen any of the Lonely Island films, please go watch them. They are you've seen Never Stop Popping, right? The, the pop star, yeah, pop yeah. star. Like that, I feel like that one is like their biggest, but not their best uh, showcase of their talents. I think something like Hot Rod or um, MacGruber or is a better representation of um, what the Lonely Island guys can do. Um, oh, he was the voice of Shaggy in the movie Scoob, oh. which is a movie that I guess came out this year. Wow. Oh, Quibi. He he did a Quibi wow. show. Well, everyone, I mean, everyone did a Quibi yeah. show. So. <laughs> the Willoughby's. I heard pretty good things about that. Was that like a, was that an animated series or a movie that was a Netflix thing? The what now? The Willoughby's. I don't, did it have something that, I, oh. It came out earlier this year. <clears throat> Like a, like it, it looks like a Netflix animated film. Yeah, I think it's like a family thing, but I, I yeah. heard it got pretty good. Oh, he, that's right. He was in Booksmart. He played uh, the dad with Mary Delisa Kudrow. That's right. So, okay, they so he's like done. Yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of voiceover and random pop up roles like that. So he's, yeah. I mean, he, I guess he really has been laying kind of low. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's consistent. Like, I don't think there's anything he's been in that I haven't liked him that I've seen. Uh, I think he's just a consistently strong comedic actor. and I'm glad he's part of Third Rock and that we get to see more of him as this season goes on. Any other thoughts on chain reaction of mental anguish? Let's hop in. Let's hop in, all right. So the cold open is basically going to be setting up Jack slash uh, Tracy's storyline. When we come back, we'll get more of Liz's and Jenna's storylines. Hey, what was that sound? It was opportunity knocking. No one knocked. You just barged in. Knock, knock. 
You were right, Donald. It makes more sense for you to enter first. It's okay, Daddy. We'll just start over. Uh, you know, why don't we just uh, dive in to uh, whatever this is? Okay, you remember Donald, my son who's two years older than me. Ah, uh, yes, please. As I recall, you own the Tracy Jordan Institute for Black Karate. You wouldn't believe this, but that business failed. I blame Obama. But the good news is, Donald has a brand new venture. Sell him, son. It's a theme restaurant in Times Square. Well, the theme restaurant business model does work. NASCAR's Fat Load Cafe is a gold mine. Well, we got a bunch of capital from Brown and Folderson, and we wanted to get you a seat on this rocket before it takes off. So it's decided Jack's on board as an investor. Uh, not so fast. So it's decided. Uh, let's just bottom line this thing i never invest without doing my research i'll do a site visit tonight and kick the tires all right but if some other investor comes along it's your loss mexican billionaires calling me right now excuse me uh, senor mexico hola si si yo soy don si andale andale arriba arriba what is senor mexico saying stop keeping me out the loop uh, there's a couple of fun visual jokes in there um Donald's literally just wearing a shirt. This is opportunity, which so silly, uh, but funny. And then when Tracy's like, I blame Obama, like Jack puts up a hand like, you don't have to tell me, like preaching to the choir. Why is Obama killing all the black karate businesses? <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, we're halfway through his his first. Uh, yeah, you said December 2010, so this would have been yeah. just after the first midterm election. Yeah. You go, Bama. Well, no, not not those midterm elections. Those weren't a good midterm elections for no. Democrats. So. Oh, well. that's in the past. Nothing we can do about it now. That's true. Um, yeah, he's got a memoir coming up. He does. Aren't you excited? A two-parter. Yes, and the first volume is 700 and some pages. pages so. I, oh, I won't be reading it. I'll just get the cliff notes. <laughs> I, actually, yeah. I don't care. Well, I feel, I don't know, like, that sort of thing where, I mean, most news outlets will publish, like, the most notable excerpts, like, in the lead-up to when it's published, but, you yeah. know. I saw a pretty funny tweet about it. Uh, so there's a bit in The Simpsons where George Bush moves in next door, and he's writing up his memoirs, and the closer is, I, I did everything in my first term, so there was no need for a second term, but because you can create an image with whatever now, um... They, they did it and they quote tweeted the memoir for Obama and I was like I did nothing in my first term which is why I needed a second term <laughs> I was like yikes uh, but Madonna's doing her own movie so Sons, yeah, there's Blue clearly going to be no bias or anything in it it's going to be completely honest and truthful well, and no exaggeration if there's one thing we know is that every movie Madonna has been in has been a wild success and she's given wonderful acting performances yeah like Dick Tracy. She actually was pretty good at Dick Tracy. Evita. I've never seen Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever actually seen the Donna movie. Oh, Swept Away. That Swept Away, that was the big one with Sean Penn that was like, I remember, like, won all the razzes or whatever. It was like... Is that the one Guy Ritchie? Maybe. I can't really remember. I, but I remember that was, like, one that was, like, super, super panned when it came yeah. out. No, I don't think she has a great track record. I don't think I've ever actually seen a movie she's been in. Well, no, that's true. I've seen a League of Their Own, I guess, but... Oh, um, no. See, there's a good yeah. movie. She yeah. didn't But she also didn't have, like, a... She wasn't like a. Right. She was just a yeah. secondary. Her and Rosie and all like yeah. secondary characters. All right, back from the opening, we get uh, some fun mirroring as well as we learn Jenna and Paul's 
uh, situation and Liz's. Hey, Jenna, I need to go over the... What is it, Liz? We're busy. Jenna and I are mirroring until we achieve touchless orgasm. And finished. Ah. Well, I have to go to work. My new manager is making us wear name tags. We might as well be working at a roller skating drag queen restaurant under Taliban rule. But after your shift, we still have our special night, right? You have no idea how special. Oh. We're celebrating our six-month anniversary, and I think Paul's gonna pop the question. Really? It's a little fast, isn't it? And I will say yes when Paul proposes that we make a sex tape and leak it on the internet. Oh, I, I thought you meant marriage. God, no. Marriage is like death. You settle into a routine, you lose all the spark. I don't know. I always thought the whole point of being with someone for a long time is to get to the comfortable routine part. No. Relationships are like sharks, Liz. If you're not left with several bite marks after intercourse, then something's wrong. Well, nothing's wrong with me and Carol. I mean, we haven't spoken in five days, but that doesn't mean anything, because we are not sharks. We are legless turtles rotting on the beach. Uh, so there's some fun projection there from Liz where she's so uh, adamant that their, that their relationship is safe because like without even provocation from Jenna, she's like, and that's okay. It's only been five days and that's okay. We're, we're doing great. And it's like clearly there's some, some issues going on there that she doesn't know how to talk about. So she goes to Jack to get his assistance. Which, of course, she should have known was not going to be great. Before we do that, Jenna's line was hilarious. Which one? The, her line about sharks. That seems like a perfect enca encapsulation of how she views relationships. Just they like, should have lots of bite marks after intercourse. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because that, that means it must be exciting. It means, it means you're doing it right. You're leaving your mark literally on someone. Jack, what makes a guy get bored in a dating situation? That's an excellent question. The answer is questions like that. Look, this long distance is hard. And now Carol and I haven't talked in like five days and my other stuff is still unresolved. Uh, I get it, Lemon. You need to see a therapist. Someone you can dump your problems on and then get on with your uh, life. Ugh, I'm trying, I just can't find someone I like. I mean, have you ever been to a shrink? No, I believe that when you have a problem, you talk it over with your priest or your tailor or the mute elevator porter at your men's club, then you take that problem and crush it with your mind vice. But for lesser beings like curly-haired men and people who need glasses, therapy can help. And Lemon, I want you to get better. Because, and I mean this, I'm tired of talking this much to a woman I'm not having sex with. So we're not afraid to admit when we're wrong. Back in the episode uh, Reaganing, when Liz initially brought the problem of her and Carol, we we mentioned that 30 Rock had not at that point and didn't ever have a plot where Liz sought out a therapist. And we were wrong. Uh, well, I didn't know. Well... I mean, we should have known or should have remembered, but I think I because I it's only in ten years. No, but you've seen the show. It's not like you never you were that naive. Anyway, um, but I think that the reason I'd forgotten about this plot point is because it's not an overarching thing. It's like one small subplot of an episode, and it's also she doesn't really ever actually up. go to a therapist, right? Yeah, so we wrong. But I mean, like they did, they are talking about her seeking therapy, so. Um, you know, that's that's on us. We're not, uh, you know, mistakes happen. Just saying. We're not perfect. 
Well, I am. You yeah. keep saying we, whereas I'm pretty sure I didn't say that there was never a therapy show because there could have been, and I just wouldn't but you didn't, it. Well, you didn't rebuke me, and you didn't say anything mm-hmm. like, well, maybe. Well, you know who's seen the show 16 times every episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, I'm not afraid to admit that I'm wrong. There we go. Uh, but meanwhile, Jack uh, goes out to, uh, well, I'll let Donald explain the, f- the fun restaurant theme. Hey, Jack! Welcome to Staples. Uh, why did you choose that name? Because Staples means the basics, and that's what you're getting here. Food, drinks, fun, Staples. Yeah, we got that. Staples is also a uh, giant office supply chain. Well, we'll see who's still in business 200 years from now. Mm. Donald, I'm going to pick a problem at random. Mm. Is the theme of your restaurant not enough tables? No, we just need a lot of room for the monster fight. Excuse me? Jack, are you familiar with the mega restaurant Medieval Times? Well, I took that model and replaced the knights with unlicensed versions of Japanese monsters. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been an underwater nuclear explosion. A beast has been awakened. It approaches with fearsome steps. Boom, boom, boom. Are we paying the price for our hubris of science? Witness the primeval might that is Godzilla with one L for trademark reasons. Oh, no one is safe. Who else is going to protect us? It's Mecha Godzilla. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you for choosing Staples. Uh, Donald, George punched my crotch. You liked it. Oh my God. Would you dine at Staples? With, with nightly Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla battles? <laughs> Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla with one L for trademark reasons? I have to say, theme restaurants, especially oh, ones like that, are not really my thing. He could have named it Staples with two L's. That would have been a better joke. You're still in the L from you're taking from Godzilla and adding it into the title of your restaurant. So you, there's for a, trademark for reasons. For trademark reasons. Anyway, sorry, I stepped over your No, you're good. Uh, right, so say no. I, I don't know. <laughs> theme restaurants in general are my thing, but uh, people around here really love the medieval times in Myrtle Beach, I feel like. Like... I don't know about people around here. I well, I just mean, just, I mean, I like, like people in general. Well, yeah, I mean, because I mean, but I mean, but well, I don't know. I was thinking, remembering back to yeah, Don when I worked, yeah, and those people love them so many of the times. <laughs> I mean, it's not something you would go to more than once. I mm. would say. Oh, I think those people go every time they're at the beach. I mean, some my, of them. I definitely. I speak for all of them. When I was younger, my parents and I did medieval times but we also more than that more than we only did that one once but they're in tennessee dolly parton has a thing called dixie stampede which is the same thing except it's with uh like country themed horses and music i can't even call the confederacy yeah i think that's what it is it's like just a small segment of history or whatever um but it's that same thing you just go in and you just sit around a giant uh, rodeo circle and they just perform for you. Uh, they did that multiple times with us and thankfully as we got a little bit older they trusted us enough to give us two and a half hours so they could go do that repeatedly and we could go off and find something to do. Um, but yeah, I mean I is, that, is that when you went to medieval times down the street? No, 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 no. no. That was a family <laughs> thing. Um, okay. 
No, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, but I mean, of those two, I would probably do Medieval Times more often than Dixie Stampede because, I don't know, fantasy medieval is way more interesting than the Confederacy. Um, but I don't know. I mean, theme, rock, theme restaurants are fine. It's just it depends on the niche, I guess, of what it is. Like, I'd absolutely go and experience a Godzilla theme restaurant at least once because I love Godzilla. I think it's an awesome series. So, yeah, I want to see a wacky interpretation of it um, but I mean I wouldn't go to every theme restaurant because you mean, should you should go to every every theme restaurant well there there was, a, there was another one I mean it's been shut down for years I think they finally tore it down a couple of years ago but there was a NASCAR theme restaurant in Greensboro around us um, that I mean the whole it's it's the it's the same reason Hollywood Planet and Hard Rock Cafes right That the whole shtick is we have famous shit here. Come look at it. Yeah. But then also well, pay for overpriced food, too. Yeah. But like well, I mean, I guess the, there's theme restaurant and, like, theme restaurant with, like, a show. Right. That's true. That's Because, like, I don't think Hard Rock... No, they, and, don't, they don't do... No. I don't, they may have, like, a small stage where there's performers here and there. Remember the Rainforest Cafe? Some of those still probably exist. That was a theme restaurant that people went to once. Yeah, I don't think they're as prominent as they once were. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, they're everywhere, and... I guess the theme restaurant idea can be big or small, just depending on how you look at it. Because I mean, what would you, what would you con- constitute a theme restaurant as? Where you get dinner and a show? Well, that's. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know because thinking of just like thinking of like the places, the beach, like restaurants where you have stuff that you see there, like Senor Frogs and Johnny Rock and stuff like that, that are themed restaurants. They're not necessarily like. Like uh, medieval time style yeah. theme restaurants, but they, I guess they have a theme. So they're type, but I mean, I guess when I think of theme restaurants, I do think of theme like a big show type thing. Right. But I guess you can be a theme restaurant and what's that? Who's the cheeseburger in paradise guy? Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. He's got his restaurants. But yeah. There's no performances. No. Well, well, there might unless be you count playing the song "Cheeseburger in Paradise" at least once an hour over the loudspeakers. Yeah, but I mean. I consider those theme restaurants or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, but right. So right, well, but no, they have a theme, no. so they definitely are theme restaurants. Yeah. I guess I just I guess when I hear theme restaurant, I think more of like a medieval times type yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I stand by a Godzilla theme restaurant. I would absolutely attend that, that at least once. That'd be cool. Uh, but since I don't get much maybe you time, can start your own. I don't have the patience or the capability to no. do any of that. <laughs> I mean, to license all that would be. I don't think they would do it. You would have to probably be. a Either someone with a lot of money or a big corporation anyway. I don't know. Probably have to be, yeah, yeah, probably very unlikely. But since I don't get the opportunity to talk about Godzilla that much on this podcast, I would say go get the Godzilla Criterion Collection that they put out last year. You were kind enough to get that for me for holiday last year. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Um, But also go seek out Shin Godzilla. That's the most recent Godzilla film to date. Um, Live action anyway. Um that wasn't an American version. Um, but it's super good. Like, it's it's the most non-Godzilla, but best Godzilla of, like, the last 20 years because it's more about the bureaucracy of it because it was coming off right after they had that really bad uh, nuclear reactor meltdown in Japan. Oh, I can't remember the exact area in Japan, but in Japan. And so that, for they wrote that into the movie of that was the reason why Godzilla comes back and how do you handle a panic like that now in a modern in the modern age because you know the whole 
shtick of old Godzilla movies. It's just people running around like crazy, and it's just let's send in the military. And now it's like, well, he's in a giant metropolis, and we can't just send in military and shooting people and just shooting missiles and guns, everything, because we have to worry about the people that live in these towns and the damage and all of it. So it's like a lot of it is just a boardroom and people deciding what's the right action. And it's like, that sounds boring. And I know that sounds boring, but- This the good just, old days, we can just send to the military right, and exactly. shoot like, everything up. And it even has like the older, the older generations are like, let's just send in the choppers. And it's like, we can't do that because there's people, like he's literally, because there's a moment where the, the Godzilla creature like freezes to build up his energy. And he's right in front of a gigantic complex of like shopping and apartments and homes. And they can't go in and start shooting him because the collateral damage is going to damage those people in their homes and they may not be able to evacuate. So it's like this whole, what's the red tape in an actual, uh, you know, chaos like that? How do you handle it? So like, I think it was a, a fresh light on the semi-tired Godzilla aesthetic at that time. So seek it out. It's really good. I mean, it's like, it's usually like $5 on Amazon. I was going to say five hours. I was no, like, good Lord. It's not even that long. It's like two, two and a half hours, but like, um, it's usually pretty cheap nowadays. You can find it. Uh, so yeah. Shin Godzilla. I'll go right shit. to my Amazon and download that right away. It might be on there. I, definitely on there. I don't know how cheap it is right now, but just go seek it out, man. It's a good time. Uh, so we come back, uh, from Staples and Liz has her first, uh, impromptu therapy session with Kenneth. Um, and this is actually the first instance we learn Carol's last name is Burnett. It's again, it's one of those very easy to miss sort of jokes or, or references, so. Captain Burnett called earlier, Miss Lemon. Finally, not that it matters, we're turtles. He said he doesn't have cell phone service cause he's on layover in Daytona Beach. But don't worry, he's fine and having a great time with his flight crew, uh, Stuart, Brenda, Amber, Crystal. Also in the background, I heard lady giggles and the sound of a beautiful sunset. See, this is why I need to find someone to talk to. Talk to about what? Men, trust. I mean, I just feel like sometimes men aren't totally honest with me. Hmm. Come on. Well, for starters, everyone I ever dated in high school turned out to be either gay or a girl dressed as a guy to get a journalism scholarship. My own dad tried to secretly cheat on my mom, and I thought their marriage was perfect. And of course, there's Santa Claus. Okay, talk about that. When I was seven, I asked for a CB radio for Christmas so I could track gas prices around the state for a cool chart that I was making. We'll get back to that later. When I didn't get it, my dad blamed Santa Claus. Well, Santa made an enemy that day. And the next year when he returned to the Schuylkill Galleria, so did vengeance. What can Santa bring you this year? What does it matter? You didn't bring me what I asked for last year, you fat fraud. You're a bigger disappointment than our current president, Jimmy Carter. I am a fraud, little boy. My wife still thinks I work at the bank. I guess Santa Claus was the first man to ever betray me. Well, that must have been difficult. It was. <laughs> but, uh... It feels good to talk about it. Thanks. Miss Lemon, there's a reason God gave us two ears and only one mouth. Listening is twice as important as talking. But he gave us ten fingers. He must really want us to poke things. I like Kenneth's line at the end there because I feel like I feel like people say that 
not all the time, but you know, you'll hear people say, you have two ears and one mouth, so it's more important to listen. And that makes me have a Liz Lemon, oh, brother reaction. Oh, right. So I, it's funny that they non-secret are into the, we have ten fingers, yeah. so God must <laughs> want us to poke. <laughs> yeah, his naivete. Um, yeah, that's fun. I, I like, I like, I don't know, I like therapy stuff, and I like the not rarely seen child that's smart enough to still believe in Santa seemingly but enough to call him on his bullshit and actually seek them out and be like you're a fat fraud like what happened last year um but I mean so Jimmy Carter was a Democrat right Mm -hmm. yeah so is this like inklings to show like Liz is kind of not a flip-flopper but like I was kind of thinking about that but also like I feel like towards the end of his term like Carter was like pretty universally not liked. Mm. So, well, because that was in the middle of the gra- the gas crisis, right? Yeah, and the Iran Contra. Mm. Well, the the hostages, the the soldiers that were being held hostage, that's for, right. Had it for a really long, I can't remember, a year and a half or whatever yeah. it was. That anyway, we don't need to get into all that. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I actually was thinking about that too. Was that supposed to like, give us like a moment? But it it might be. But it also may just be that like I think. He, I think he's his image has been redeemed a lot these days, especially because of all the humanitarian work he's done since he left office. But yeah, it seems like he would. I mean, because he was the incumbent, right? And he lost like he lost really badly to Reagan. I feel like so. Yeah. yeah. And Yeah. Well, he's built a lot of houses since then, and done no, a yeah, lot of good. Yeah, ones, I, think, so. I think he's he's got a good rapport now for the most part. But I mean, it, but it's also reminding me of like. Um, I think she's had a she's had a joke once or twice where she said she's going to vote for so and so, but actually would vote for the Republican. Right. Like I think she'd say I was going to say I'm going to tell everyone I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton, but secretly vote for John McCain or something like that. like things like that. Like she she'll spout one thing, but still vote or still vote Republican or whatever. So it seems like it, it, even from a young age she was Liz Lemon. She was a character. Um, but meanwhile. Uh, I'm gonna play this scene. Like we, we need to start cutting scenes for sake of time, but I want to play this scene because it's uh, it's continuing Paul and Jenna's storyline as well as we get our first glimpse of Hannibal Burris in the world of Thirty Rock. It's the vacant lot where we had our first face kiss. Jenna, what we have is so beautiful. People need to see how happy we make each other. I think we're ready to take that step. So over Christmas, I want you to come to Ohio and meet my parents. What? Happy anniversary. Hey, get a room! Whatever that is. That's some fun staging of Jenna and Paul in the front and in the back of fire pit or fire barrel and two bums. One played by Hannibal Burris, his, his first appearance on Thirty Rock, and he'll make some sporadic appearances throughout uh, the rest of the series. Uh, and I, I thought he was a writer on Thirty Rock, but he was more just an actor. But he was at this time he was a writer on SNL uh, for a couple of years. So obviously they work in the same building, so he has some sort of friendship or rapport with the Thirty Rock team to get him on here. But yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for him running because uh, at this time he's. He was really starting his rise in stand-up. Um, I think he's taken a hit in the last year. I was going to say, he almost dropped off the face of well, whatever in the last Twitter. Twitter's sort of come after him. Ever since he came out as a landlord. Yeah. Um, 
he's sort of gotten a little bit of his clout taken yeah. away from but him. I feel um, like even before that, because like, what? Because obviously he he was recurring in Broad City, and he had his show on Comedy Central that still was like came and went. It was so weird, like so weird. I, I mean, well, I, I mean, you were a big fan of his, and you, you mm-hmm. didn't really like it. I mean, I don't even remember it getting reviewed. It just no. kind of came it, and went. It, it was got, quite, really quietly yeah. just canceled, I guess. I mean, it got dumped, like, weird. over the summer, and yeah. then no one was talking about it. I think it only ran for six episodes. Like, it did not run mm-hmm. long. It didn't run its full span. And I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think my peak for him was, like, 2013, 2014 was really, he was just fire. Everything he was doing was fantastic. And his run on Broad City was great. Um, his, all of his stand-up is super solid, but um, he just hasn't quite reached that same apex. Um, and then the whole landlord stuff is funny because he has a whole bit in earlier stand-ups where he's talking about how he's going to potentially go on strike against his landlord because, you know, shit's not fixed and the roof leaks and things like that. And well, and he got some money and the shoe exactly, was on the other Exactly, <laughs> but a lot of other people apparently are also, Lucia is a landlord. That yeah. was a fun surprise. But Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's not necessarily anything they're doing out of malice, and I doubt that they actually have any input or output. Or, I mean, I feel, I feel like it's probably just a real estate slash investment opportunity that their agent said, this is a good idea to, to get money on the side. And they're yeah. like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then they just like their name. Is, and I'm not defending these people. I'm just saying like... If, if, if Kristen Bell is actually your landlord, you're not seeing Kristen Bell. You're seeing someone that she's... Her management company she's has hired, hired to, yeah. to run it. So. I, I don't... Well, I don't know. I guess I didn't really understand until the past year or two that some people have just, like, ideological opposition to the concept of being a landlord. Like, I guess I never really thought about that much. And, I, like, because if you notice, it's like, I mean, it's... I won't say, like socialist twitter but it probably is mostly that like just think the concept of being a landlord is just immoral in general and i never like really was exposed to that or understood that until like the handle of bursting was actually where i started like yeah just learning that was a thing because i guess I, i've never thought about it critically in that sense and i like, didn't realize that there were people out there who did i mean i i guess well i'm not going to <laughs> get into a debate or share my thoughts about yeah. it like i i guess i understand that point of view it just just came out of the way I experienced it and learned about like that frame of mindset was just like so like random like I never even considered that as like because you know what I mean because I guess I mean obviously like I rented for a long time yeah. and just so many people I think our age do for a while especially when you're starting out as right. you're saving to buy a home that like I was like well that's like a phase of life you get to until you buy and it's like I didn't realize there was just like this large scale you just like yeah. Well, I, think, I, think that, I mean, I, 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 I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I think I think you're right. It is a lot of the. I don't want to generalize them, but like you said, like the socialist and a lot of the Bernie supporters and things like that of like the younger generation uh, and people that were in situations where they've had just really shitty experiences with landlords and they don't want to give them any sort of credit. Any and I, I mean, I've been lucky the few times that I've rented. I've had good experiences, but not because of the landlord. Like, I just think the the apartments that we were in, just they had a good staff on on mm-hmm. um, hand or whatever. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm not decrying landlords, and I'm also not defending landlords or anything like that. Like, if you probably live in a big metropolis like New York or somewhere out in California, you probably do have a complex that's four or five uh, apartments and you probably have one person that's a landlord that's also the super that does everything and they probably are doing a, a bad shitty job mm. 
but they're pro- I don't know like they probably have their own reasons why they can only do so much you know whatever or they or they could just be really shady landlords and like I don't fucking care I'm getting your money every month if you don't like it you can leave yeah. and I'll literally rent this out to somewhere else so it doesn't matter to me like I'm not going to fix your situation and they mm-hmm. will only probably do the upgrades when they're you know code uh, mm-hmm. required rather than you know tenant required so yeah I, I, I guess I should say like I obviously like I recognize that there are like slum lords and yeah. you know like and I, I mean I, I think it's not just big cities I mean it happens everywhere I That's think true. there are landlords who basically take advantage of tenants who have section 8 housing so their thing is paid for but the, they since they're like well they're getting this check from whatever to pay for it like they basically don't care to maintain the dwelling so mm-hmm. I mean I think that is a huge issue and I guess when I said I wasn't aware of ideological option to landlords, like I wasn't talking about that. Like obviously, like there are plenty of people out there who don't care about what they maintain and only you know act in a way to benefit their tenants if they're like basically forced to. Right. But I guess I just wasn't aware of it. And just in general, the whole concept of finding yeah. it immoral. I guess. Yeah, I think Campbell Burris really <laughs> helped bring that to light, and I think it was off the back of his whole uh, Yang Gang. Right. Right. Um, yeah sort of helped uh, bring that to light as well. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing against Hannibal Burris, uh, landlord or not. He's he's brought me plenty of laughs, uh, and he'll bring me plenty more, I'm sure. But, yeah, there's just things about some people that... It's 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 that you don't look behind the curtain too much because most of, the spoil, most of it will be spoiled if you look too much. So, I don't know. I'm not saying be ignorant, but... Uh, yeah, there's just some things you shouldn't look too far into, I guess. All that said, be on the lookout for our new house we're listing next oh. week for rent. <laughs> oh, dear. No. Anyway, after Jack's horrible experience at Staples, he's trying to urge Tracy to learn to say no to Donald. And he sounds like he's got him convinced to be able to do so. Okay, Donald is on his way up. I know cutting him off is hard, but it's your duty as a parent. <laughs> Tracy, do not laugh at the word duty. Be strong, be rational, no emotion. Unemotional, got it. Daddy, what's going on? I just love you so much. I love you too, Daddy. (laughs) Okay, stop it. Donald, what Tracy is trying to tell you is that you're an adult and he will no longer support you financially. Is that true, Daddy? For the love of God, stop calling him Daddy. It is true, little man, but I need you to be a big boy on this. You're just not meant to be a businessman. Fine. I'll be okay. I got other ideas, like a microbrewery that also serves frozen yogurt. I'm gonna call it Microsoft. I have this recurring dream. Actually, is it recurring if you wake yourself up with a and then return to it? Anyway, in the dream, I'm a baby. But and my parents also left me on the top of the car by accident. And we're being chased oh, through a knock car. I think it has to do with my issues with sex. Lemon, what are you doing? Is Kenneth your therapist? Well, kind of. He can't handle that. Look at his head shape. He has no brain pan. It's fine, Mr. Donaghy. I'm okay. And so am I. I'm Cheryl. This is exactly why I told you to see a professional. You dump your problems on some half-baked party fife and you can start a chain reaction of mental anguish. Look what you've done to him. But, but he's such a good listener and he takes my insurance. Ow. Oh, Cheryl. Wow. 
I always forget that joke, and I don't know why, because it's so funny. And random. It's so random. But yeah, it's um, funny. Yeah. But his, uh, Donald's idea of a microbrewery also serving self-serve, my God, that is, that well, has to exist. As long right? as it doesn't cost, yeah, say as long as it doesn't cost $10 That's a true. cup, like Jeez. the, uh, like the frozen yogurt bubble was yeah. for a while. Yeah, that popped uh, several years ago now, but yeah, God, those things were everywhere. Yeah, but no, you're right. It is a good idea because I mean, you have some beer, have some ice cream. Yeah, even if you don't drink, you can have the ice cream you and hang out with people who are drinking out. beer. What yeah. a wonderful, wonder, what a wonderful idea, Donald. Go get yeah. your your name. Funding. Obviously, needs some tweaking, but everything else you got going on is pretty good. It's a good idea. Ah, uh, but I will. This is character development for Kenneth and it's probably the most we'll have for him ever ever really um, I don't know about that but I think it is uh, but um, we learn how he got his way to New York in a really traumatic way like it's it's bad <laughs> I'm going to help you lie down put your mental burden in my mind vice and I will crush it. Kenneth, who is Harold? He was a role model of mine growing up. Please let Harold be human. Harold was a pig. You see, my father passed when I was just a young boy. After that, I was alone a lot and awful sad. But that pig saved me. In some ways, Harold was the only thing I had that was like a father. You had a void to fill. Continue. Then one day, my mama told me we had to sell him. I knew what that meant. Harold was off to the slaughterhouse. I know it's difficult. I'm not done, sir. It gets worse. With Harold gone, there was nothing keeping me at home. It was time for me to move to New York and follow my dreams. But I needed $300 for the river ferry, train, ox cart, train, bus ticket. And that's when I saw the sign. I knew I could win that contest. When I once ate an entire witch, a pig was nothing. And then they brought me mine. I would have recognized those eyes anywhere. Kenneth, no. It was Harold. And I ate all of him. Even the face in case of a tie. Good God! I ate him, sir! I ate my father pig! <laughs> Okay, or you gave his death meaning, his sacrifice made you what you are today, which is the lowest level employee at the last place network in America. I guess that is true. Thank you, sir. I'll think on that. And you're sure you're okay hearing about all my problems? <laughs> of course. I'm Jack Donaghy. Shit. Oh God, here comes my childhood. <laughs> so that was a horrifying story. Yes, it was. That's, hey man, you do what you gotta do sometimes, I guess. Although we learned that Kenneth has also eaten a whole witch. So, yeah. what match could a pig be? Yeah, I wonder how many witches of the, the uh, Stone Mountain still exist now. After 
He ate them all. He ate them all. All the witches. That's sad. Um, It looks like Jack's uh, Irish capabilities are not strong enough to to hide his daddy issues anymore. They've come to light. Poor Jack. Also, I like Kenneth's scream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor guy. Well, the pig was going to die anyway, so why not him to eat it? That is true. (laughs) The pig was probably going to die anyway. Well, clearly. Either by the farm's hand that he was on or... Yeah, that's really sad. It's a metaphor. Is it? What's the metaphor on that? He was eating his past. We can move on to the future. But it was his present. The pig was... Still right, alive. symbolizing the pack. No, it was then when he was eating it at the oh, pig eating contest. Anyway, uh, there's not, there's a nice little slap there too against NBC of the lowest level employee at the last place network in America. Hello there, nerds. Uh, interrupting the podcast real quick to just touch on something. Um, when we recorded this, there was still no struck deal between NBC and Peacock and Roku. But literally two hours after we finished and wrapped up everything, uh, they broke the news that they will finally start working together. I guess they struck some sort of money deal or whatever. Um, we could have easily cut this bit out of the whole podcast because it was a bit fillery and flowy and wasn't 100% on topic. But uh, we just felt the conversation was still fun enough to leave it in. So uh, we did. Uh, but we just wanted to clarify for the sake of record keeping and to say that we didn't have our finger on the pulse or anything like that. But uh, it's just we started recording at six and then the news broke about eight and uh, just sort of bad timing for them to announce it for us to make us potentially look bad. They're out for us. Uh, anyway, that's all I just wanted to say. Uh, we'll continue on with the episode. See you next time, nerds. Uh, what was it? What was he said earlier? Peacock or... Or no, Roku was pulling oh. a lot of their NBC stuff. Yeah, and- so the, the the Roku NBC Universal fight is escalating because, well, when Peacock launched, it wasn't available on Roku or Amazon Fire. So now it's escalating to where Roku is apparently pulling the NBC Universal TV ever app. So I assume that means like the NBC Sports app and the USA app and whatever other networks that Universal owns. So I can't. I, I was reading a comment out the other day and like the comments like a like a someone in the t- a journalist in the TV industry who was like was said like basically said he was shocked that the dispute has gone on this long and that and that like he thinks it would have to be resolved by the holiday season because obviously lots of people will be getting new Roku's like apparently Google is launching a new Chromecast mm. so it's like if Roku doesn't have Peacock or HBO Max like that's just like a huge I mean it's bad for I mean well it's probably worse for HBO Max and or for Warner and NBC Universal than it is for um roku or amazon but like it's like that seems crazy that i don't know that right because a lot of people will be getting the newest rokus and fire sticks and chromecast so and it would be a little bit more forgivable as a consumer to be like oh it's just a technical issue it's like they're just something no it's literally just about money so then when i hear about that i'm just like oh god i couldn't care less about the plight of this streaming service and I mean, it's a it's an unfortunate thing. Like, if you just really want to watch a show and you're like, man, the avenues to be able to watch the show are getting lesser and lesser. That sucks. But it's because of money. It's not even because limitations. It's literally just because one wants yeah. more money than the other, and it's just like, okay, I 
I can't sympathize with a company in this. Like, it's silly. Yeah. We've talked about it a little bit before. Like, I understand the Peacock one because Peacock obviously, like, has a free tier that they have a lot of programming on. So they, like, they use ads to fund that. And Roku's model is they want to take a chunk of those ads, which obviously Comcast and NBC is balking at. Whereas the HBO Max thing, I don't know, I guess it's just what there's money not they don't agree on. But like I understand the Peacock one better just because obviously like right, like they are funding a whole lot of that stuff off ads. So yeah. if Roku takes a chunk of the revenue, then it's not gonna be as profitable. But anyway, yeah. We'll see what happens. I just can't imagine, like it's it's baffling to me that it's been I think four months already for HBO Max and two months for Peacock and there's still no deals. Like because Roku and Amazon are like a, something like it's a pretty big chunk. It's like Thirty or forty percent of the yeah. streaming device market, which is like yeah. I mean, I think if you ask someone what a streaming device is, then most likely let's say Roku or the Fire Stick and yeah. Chromecast would be in there. But it would be Apple and, and Apple TV too. That's a pretty big chunk. But yeah, I guess I don't think of Apple TV as a a source. But, but you're not is. as into the Apple universe no. as a lot. Of, I think a lot of people are all like Apple devices. <laughs> No, they're all Apple devices. Hardcore, yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, if it does the same as Roku, it's to me they're all kind of the same. It just it then depends, like, when you right. get in the nitty gritty of who well, else is Roku. right now. Apple has HBO Max and right. Peacock. Yeah, I guess. And does Chromecast have them? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we're both savvy enough that if we want to find something, we could find it regardless. But less less tech savvy people. That rely on those outlets. I mean, they, right? There are a lot of people who aren't gonna. Right. They're just gonna say, "I have my Roku. Right. Why don't I have? Right. You know, I just saw this commercial for Quibi or whatever. For, uh, a lot of HBO the, Max and whatever. What's the the new HBO show? That's um, God. I can't remember. I can never remember the guy's name. It's the Cthulhu. The Cthulhu guy. That doesn't help me at all. Why does I have no, one no know idea what you're talking about. No, oh, Cthulhu Lovecraft, is like, Lovecraft Country. Oh, Lovecraft Country. Like, yes. They see an ad for that. They're like, oh, that looks cool. I want to watch that. Well, that see, that's HBO, HBO, right? HBO Max. So you can have you can have <sighs> right, HBO right. through Hulu or Amazon or the HBO now. Well, God, we don't need to get this. But no, HBO so, now or HBO Go or whatever the standalone yeah. HBO app is, you can get it through there. HBO Max is... Everything. Separate, which has which has all of HBO stuff, but it also has its own originals and its own movie library right. that aren't a part of it's regular HBO. HBO. And like now, <laughs> it's shit like that that makes it yeah. the <laughs> average consumer <laughs> to be like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, why why do it? And it's ugh, this is minor too, but so uh, my the world that I real more care about than this is video games and. Xbox has announced their new console. And last year, or the, the last generation, they launched it with the Xbox One. That was what they called it. The problem with that, if you've been following it, is their very first console was called the Xbox. And then their second one was called Xbox 360. So their third one was called Xbox One. Imagine a parent going to a store and saying, I want the Xbox, right? And then a lot of these companies are doing the Apple model where there's multiple units, multiple SKUs. And they go, I want the Xbox One. And the retailer says, which one, which version? I don't know. Well, there's this one, this one, and this one. Stacking, stacking it so much like that against the consumer that is just trying to buy the shit the kid wants. And the kid is maybe not as detail-oriented to tell them exactly which one. Like it's just, and now they've announced their newest one, and it's called the Xbox Series X. But then they also have the Xbox Series S, 
God, and it's, it's like, like it's like it's like what Mercedes or BMW exactly, or whatever, like, like the and it, S class, the X class. If M you take class. a few minutes to research it, you can see the differences. But when you make it that complicated, it's just like, well, this is stupid. It's the same reason when the Wii and the Wii U, right? Average consumer be like, what's the difference? Yeah, it's, what is well, the, the re- Well, graphically, there in the power, there wasn't much difference between the Wii and the Wii U. But the Wii U was the one that had the tablet, and the Wii was the one that was just the motion sticks. Oh. So there wasn't that much difference, really. They, different libraries, whatever. But when you look at Sony and what they did, PlayStation One, Two, Three, Four, Five, kept it simple. They kept the naming simple. There's no confusion with it. But it's just like Xbox, I don't know what Microsoft are doing. Like their ecosystem they're building is really cool. Like they're doing a lot of cross-play stuff. They're doing a lot of stuff where you can play games on PC, you can play games on their on their consoles and and things like that. And it's really cool. But their naming conventions, like what the fuck are you doing? It's so needlessly absurd. But it's like that with the, the HBO stuff. It's like there's HBO Max and there was HBO Go, which became HBO Now. No, so... Or HBO Now, but then that became So HBO Go. Go was the one you got if you had a cable subscription to log on. HBO Now is if you just want... If you didn't have cable or whatever, you just want to subscribe to HBO through directly through HBO, then you can get HBO Now. And then obviously you could subscribe to it through Hulu, Amazon, and yeah. whatever other third-party... Right streaming services that have that on. It's just insane. It's yes. just silly. But now one of those either H- those HBO on. Go I think was deprecated because yeah. anyone who had HBO through cable I think dr- directly went to HBO. I mean it's, it costs the same so it's like right. it, there's no reason not to have HBO Max if you already had HBO but it's like I want to say that some people like were directly transitioned to HBO Max but I don't know. It was, yeah. I mean there's a reason why the two biggest executives were pushed out after like a few months after launch because it's not because they did a great job launching it. So, you know. Anyway, we've trailed way off track way here. Off. Uh, we'll, we'll try and get back there. But as you know, we just got custard on our penis. Okay. I'm in here, Paul. Restaurant was crazy today. During nude hour, I got custard all over my penis. What's going on in here? You want to take this to the next level? Let's videotape our lovemaking, pretend the tape got stolen, and let the whole world see. Wow, well, I, I, I don't know, Jenna. I'm, I'm pretty beat. I see. Fine. I guess we're just done having any adventure or excitement in our lives. God. Well, geez, I'm sorry that I'm happy with the way things are. I mean, come on, why can't we just paint each other's toenails, watch vintage pornography, and then go to bed in our swing like a normal couple? Because it's boring. We might as well be married. Okay, this isn't about us being adventurous. This is about you being afraid to settle down with me. That's not true. Fine, let's do this tape. But then what? What what will you want next? Well, there's a sex resort in Japan where white people are treated like slaves. No, Jenna, you're making it impossible to live up to your expectations. What are you saying? I'm saying adopting a dog so it can watch us make love and then returning it, claiming that a bit our imaginary child is everything that I need. But if that's really not enough for you, tell me now. I'm sorry. Very well. I'm not going to beg you of my dignity. I'll trust you to fairly divide up our panties. I'll come get them tomorrow while you're at work. No, oh, poor Jenna. Jenna, she did her best. But at least they're not 
abusing a dog by forcing it to watch them have sex and then returning it. <laughs> because it bit their imaginary Yikes. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's sad. So the only thing that was a little bit off about that scene was he talked about going to sleep in their swing, but it's set in a bedroom where Jenna's sitting on the bed. So it's like... Well, the bed's for lounging. Oh, okay. The swing is for sleeping. Ah, that makes sense. Uh, I get it now. Uh, but that dog line reminds me. There's a, there's a funny small line in one of the American Dad episodes where the Roger character is this just sociopath, and the mom of the family is trying to teach the rest of the family. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's just he's a little different or whatever. But she like finally breaks down, and she tells the story about how she went to get a Yorkie for him and then he got mad and upset and made her return it because it wasn't dance for him. God. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what? <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, we come to the finale of the episode. Um, we'll probably cut this up a little bit, but uh, Donald's restaurant has failed. Um, just like the black karate business. Like, faster than the black karate uh, business. This is probably sucking way more money out of them, though. Um, but everything's getting packed up. But Jack comes in to not save the day, but, you know, help him understand that Donald's ideas aren't necessarily all that bad. Daddy, I wanted to give you your share of our profits before I shut down my dream. Someone left it in coat check. Tracy, listen to me. I was wrong. Don't turn your back on Donald. Too late. Look how we're positioned. Kenneth told me a story earlier, a story about fathers and sons, and despite my best effort, it unearthed a memory from my own childhood. As a boy, I wanted to be an astronaut or a deep-sea diver, a man of science, but I was raised by Jimmy Donaghy, a man who projected his own failed dreams onto his family. When I was in third grade, my class put on a science play. The night before, Jimmy came home drunk and found me rehearsing my lines. I was struggling with the science terms, and Jimmy laughed and said, Well, looky here. Dr. Jack, the boy wants to be a scientist. Chowderhead can't even say the words. You'll never be nothing. The next day, I was up on that stage. I looked out of the audience. I saw Jimmy, and I froze. I am a protoin. Protein. All living orgasms. I mean, orgasms. Childhood can't even say the words. When I got home, I threw away my microscope, my shell collection, my map of the stars. <clears throat> Nerd. A parent is the one person who is supposed to make their kid think they can do anything. Says they're beautiful even when they're ugly. Thinks they're smart even when they go to Arizona State. Let the rest of the world tear your kid down. Your job is to support him no matter what. Tracy believes in you, Donald. Go and make him proud. That's a nice long speech and all, but your daddy was right. You couldn't be a scientist. You couldn't even be protein in a school play. And I can't run a business. I'm a failure. Something we didn't talk about in the earlier scene is the inside of this theme restaurant looks like some, like... It doesn't, it doesn't, like, it's, like, it's not themed at all, other than, like, having the Godzilla, like, tromp in. Like, it looks like it could be, like, some random, like, Olive Garden or something. It looks like, or Applebee's uh, or whatever. Yeah, it looks like, 
a hotel yeah that too space like yeah. you rented out a hotel space it doesn't look like a restaurant restaurant yeah there's nothing about it that says godzilla themed like no. literally whatsoever well maybe it's, that was their which is part of the joke i guess but it's yeah funny. or it's just like during their pitches yeah you know, their soft opening they can't I don't know. Couldn't afford anything. We're looking too much into it, yeah. Well, no, but seriously, though, but I mean, that's, yeah. it's too, it's funny that it's like, it just looks like some yeah. generic, like, suburban yeah. restaurant or, like, hotel, bar, and restaurant area. Like, but they said. just crash around. Like, yeah, exactly. Have, we're going to have a Godzilla fight now. I am a protein. All living organisms need me to function. A basic building block of the human body. I'm made from amino acids found in ribosomes. Proteins give energy to everything from flowers and butterflies to heroes who turn in communists. I am a protein. Daddy. Can I have $50,000 to start a business where people can call in and get air quality reports from all across the United States? I'm going to call it... I don't know. American Airlines. And it's going to work, son! Bye, Donald. I feel like they reverse engineered that one. Like, they started with American Airlines and was like, how can we turn that into a funny business pitch? Yeah. That's, That's fair. Um, but yeah, that's the wrap on uh, this episode. The, no. the chain reaction chain something reaction or something or other. Language. There we go. Yeah. Um, but that's the wrap on chain reaction of mental anguish. Uh, the credit scene um, is is a little bit fun. It's Liz sort of glossing over her storyline and how happy she is now. Um, she's eating her eggs and things like that but then the sad out of work Godzilla is reflecting on his life and how his decisions have led him here and they mirror a lot of Liz's situations that you know she came to New York looking to be an actress and be on Broadway and she didn't make it and she she also should have followed that man to Ohio but she didn't um She's a lot of like mirror images. She's a little bit more successful than he's been, though. That's it seems. true. That's true. I don't think she ever had to do a Godzilla reenactment. Um, but there's the the final line in the episode is her like cursing at the skies, Godzilla, but she uses the uh, Japanese pronunciation of Gojira. So there's some fun stuff in there. It's it's a fun little uh, credit scene. But final thoughts on chain reaction of mental anguish. Jack finally nailed his speech. Finally nailed his speech. He, he conquered his daddy issues. Well, Good job, Jack. He conquered a small part of it. I think he started. He conquered a daddy issue. <laughs> yeah, there's probably like fifteen hundred more to go. But it, that's that small emotional bit of that I was sort of talking about at the beginning of like. There's very little jokes to interrupt it. It's yeah. sort of like a straight, straight face. Uh, it is, although at the same time, I think it's because the words in it are... Not the words are ridiculous, because I guess it's literally saying what a protein is, but it's like... Well, I don't no, know, I it's like... It's it's almost like funny, because it's so... Right. He says it so earnestly, I guess. Like, right. I, I guess if you're an adult saying it, it comes off differently as a kid saying it. And like, Well, I, I wasn't so much referring play. to his speech, but I'm saying like oh, gotcha. his whole thing about, you know, let the world knock your kid down, but the parent is the one that's supposed to be supportive and 
believes in them and even if you know it's a bad idea like that's more of like mm-hmm. the emotional whereas the speech or the monologue or whatever is more like yes it's it's silly because no one should be that adamant about wanting to be a protein and especially an adult saying it is it's goofy and silly I am made of amino acids found in ribosomes but yeah that's no I think the it's definitely coming out like last week's episode even editing it I was like oh my god I don't even want to release this it was bad <laughs> <laughs> I still did, but like, I just man, that was a weak episode. Yeah. Um, but this is this is sort of a little bit of return to form. Um, but uh, any other thoughts on it before we wrap up and say adieu? Let's hop out and say adieu. Adieu. Uh, meanwhile, next week it's Christmas time at Thirty Rock when we go to Christmas Attack Zone, where Alan Alda and Elaine Stritch and Elizabeth Banks all are having their family Christmas dinner special happy time at Jack's apartment. Uh, and Jack still has not told uh, his parents the real story about uh, Avery's pregnancy. <sighs> so, surprise! Um, Dave takes out. See you next time. This is what happens when you work at being happy. Godzilla sits next to you while you're eating an egg salad sandwich. <laughs> what a world! What's the point? I moved here to make it on Broadway. Now look at me. I'm pathetic. I've got no real skills. A degree in theater tech. So you move back to Pennsylvania, live with your parents. All of your old friends have kids and careers. And what do you have? Maybe your name on a TV show that no one will even remember. Should have moved to Cleveland with that guy when I had the chance. Damn you, Godzilla! It's fine, Mr. Donaghy. I'm okay. And so am I. I'm Cheryl.